Fuck Jeff Fisher. Obligatory fuck Jeff Fisher. No! 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 This is past the I got iPhone money, Jerry Jones money. Let's talk about Norm, the man been on the air since before you was born. So He's an idiot, he should have went down. Daryl, careful, careful how you use the word idiot. Well, he is an idiot. Well, you know what? I wasn't too careful, Daryl. Careful, Daryl. <laughs> careful. That's a mirror you're looking in. I wasn't too careful. I Hey Norm, yeah. I think some of your picks at the track, and sometimes they're not very good either. Well, well, Daryl, and put out your own damn tip sheet. Tell me how you're doing. Tell me how you're doing at the track. And if you're using, and Daryl, if you're doing using my tip sheet, and you're such a good handicapper, why the hell are you using the tip sheet? Why are you so stupid as to use a tip sheet that costs you money? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And your partner's the one that picks them. You don't do it. Tommy Castillo and I put that program together years ago. What the rock is cooking? First place, Texas Rangers. Recording live from three, count them three locations. This is Past the Rock. I'm Patrick, and as always, I'm joined by two major league men, Caesar, a.k.a. LCs. What it do? And Jacob, a.k.a. Bethke. It might get a little bush league, though. Watch out. Ooh. Bring back steroids. Steroids <laughs> and nut shots. <laughs> yeah, when, when uh, NFL Blitz, or when Blitz lost its NFL license, they had that version where you could do steroids and stuff. Oh, Blitz the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought OJ oh. into the game. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, it's Blitz terrible, the league was great. Funny idea. It was a well, bad game, though, for too. real. Yes, it was, a, it was not a good game. You could tell they definitely, once they lost their license, they gave up on trying to make the actual football fun. Well, you know what? So did EA Sports. So Once it's you get valid. that Monopoly, you don't got to try as hard anymore. <clears throat> it's a valid point. Don't worry, they're definitely going to bring NCAA back, and it definitely won't just be Madden reskinned. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we don't even care if it is. We just want it so badly at this point. It's, a, it's just the if reality. If I play full mascot games again, then yeah, you're right. I need let me to make see... my alma mater undefeated. Let me, let me put them in the SEC. I need to see 11 hookums out there fighting against whatever the fuck the Sooner horse is called. What about a Commodore or a Bulldog? Yeah, that's fine. But I just need the twelve or the multiple Bulldogs, 11, actually, right? My eleven hookums out there. <laughs> I think that's the only weird bull- part about the mascot game was it's the full team. Like in EA uh, NHL, you can do mascots playing against each other, but you get like a team of different mascots. It's not the whole team is just one mascot repeated. Which is bullshit. I mean, it's kind of funny, but yeah. Let's get the, the Philadelphia Flyers one. That horrible. Gritty. Hell yeah. Gritty. Well, guys, um, 
So there's a lot's happened. We missed last week, and yeah, Adelis Garcia just drove in a run. By the way, <laughs> yeah, bless him. I'm seeing that. Bless uh, So yes, we are watching uh, the matchup of the century: Otani versus Uvalde. Um Future teammates. Probably the probably the most important Ranger game of the year so far, and uh, hopefully, hopefully a better outcome than what we've been seeing over the last week with these guys. Uh, but before we get to them. Uh, some other just super, super big sports news. I don't think we need to cover it too much. It's been covered to death. Uh, obviously, you have the, the PGA uh, merging with the the PIF public whatever fund, uh, which... And live. Well, yeah, they, they run live. Um, so that... I was trying to think of what was even close to that. I think the best example I could come up with for the biggest sports story in our lifetime outside of that is like Jordan's first retirement. I can't think of anything even close to how big of news that that is that the PGA basically just sold itself off. Well, maybe kind of unheard of and it's kind of hard to wrap around, wrap your head around. Yeah. They're pretending that Congress is going to get involved. but (laughs) Hey, are you saying that Congress is ineffective? No, I'm saying that it's like the last 15 years where Texas state representatives were like, I'm putting forward a motion to get Texas to play Texas A&M again. It's like, shut the oh, fuck that up. That's funny. not what your job is. You're just doing this to get people happy. Like, you're not, yeah. It's, there's nothing. I don't see how they have any kind of leg to stand on, but we'll see. Um, so there's that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys had a whole lot on that. Um, I really wow. didn't. It was surprising. Like I said, I think it's probably one of the biggest sports stories of our lifetime. Uh, just none of the three of us are huge golf guys. So oh, dude, it doesn't quite pretend. land the same with us. I couldn't even pretend to pretend to be interested in golf. So. I'm a golf appreciator. I'm not a fan of playing it. I like driving the ball. I grew up on a. I grew up with a man that's manic for it, and it was around me my whole life. I just never had the passion for it. I always thought it was just kind of boring. Um, but then I realized I just suck at any sport. Like baseball, couldn't play baseball. If it's stop and go, I'm not your guy. If it's just constant motion, somehow my head makes that way easier. Uh, like basketball comes so much more naturally to me because it's just constantly moving. Even even what right. little soccer I've played, I've been pretty decent and learned quickly because I'm like, okay, I'm kind of constantly doing something for the most part. These sports yeah. you stop and go. Hockey yeah, well, hockey, I don't know. I I would take it one one hit and been like, I'm good, guys. Y'all 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 got this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I like I like golf a lot. The barrier for entry kind of sucks, and that's why I don't play it a lot, just because it's too expensive to play a lot. Um, sure. But I really actually I really enjoy the game itself. Uh, I really like watching the pros because they're really good, and it's great for for a weekend nap time. It's uh, impressive stuff. No... Like I think there's one thing yeah. that's mistaken about golf is that it's not it's not semi witchcraft. I've seen some some <laughs> shit that I just don't feel like is humanly possible happen on a golf course. And it's one of those, like, whereas in football, you see teams play once, and then, you know, that's it. And in the other sports, we get series. Golf kind of has that, where you got to play through four days in a row on the same course to win. And I do like that aspect of, like, all right, you were really good for two days, but can you bring it for two more? Because that's what separates, you know, me casually going out there and shooting really well one day, and then just being actually god terrible as I am every other time. Um, but yeah, that's live golf PGA. There's still more to come on that. 
Um, sort live, of in laugh, the same love. realm. Yeah, live, Reggie, live, Reggie, laugh, Reggie, love. Um, we got the news of Messi, sort of confirmed that he's coming to Miami. Uh, no, I don't think the deal's officially signed yet, but. So that's actually the biggest news in sports, in my opinion, right there. They're probably more or less waiting on ironing out this very, very yeah, intense contract. Between, <laughs> yeah, I don't even think MLS has anything to do with it. I think it's all between Apple and Adidas and Messi's people. No, well, I, I would say Messi's. Well, I would say Messi's yeah, is the is biggest. Like, if we hadn't already had several giant names come here, like when well, this is this is when Beckham. No, did, this is yeah. Was, no, this is, yeah, this is no, this is different. This is the god of soccer right now. Okay, Beckham was Me- never at this level. Yeah, Messi actually brought it home too. Well, like the Messi Ronaldo thing. Messi years ago. Messi. Messi is a legend. He is maybe one of, if not the greatest. He's the goat. Right Just now, call he's him not, the goat. He, he's not the goat. best player in the world right now. Of all time, um, it, does, it doesn't matter. He's, of all time, he's still he's still up there. Like you know, this I'm is, just saying this is completely that, different than Beckham, who was the wheels had already came off for Beckham, but when he got here, well, the, Patrick, the we idea, are qualified the, enough. I'm talking about the the notoriety for the league itself. Like when Beckham came over here, that was like, holy shit. Like the MLS finally has the smallest shred of credibility. Uh, and we've seen Ibrahimovic come over here now, now Messi, nope. which is again, the greatest, the greatest. He's really, he's incredible. I just think it's, it's less, less shine on it because it's to a less think, extent already happened before. Well, I think what gives it more shine is the, what his contract might involve and how intense it actually is compared to what Beckham got. Yeah, so the reports it's, it's the reports are he's getting a profit share from Apple and from Adidas and then future ownership stake in Inter Miami. Beautiful. Yeah, like that's that's insane. So like cuz uh, he he turned down a billion dollar deal, a 3-year billion dollar billion dollar deal from uh the Saudis. For this, which in the long term might be worth way more than a billion dollars, uh, and it's got yeah much more staying power, because who knows how serious they really are about all this sports stuff they're doing? I don't know. Sports I mean, yeah, washing is a good business. They're, they're offering it, but it's just yeah, I mean, their their money is based on a a resource that is dying off. Yeah, which is why still... they're trying to spread it out and do all this <clears> other stuff. But still a big deal. Yeah. And honestly, I think that should be the writing on the wall for all the people who are and this might be uh, timid or conservative on changing how we handle our energy when the Saudi PIF is like, yeah, we need to find new revenue streams here. (laughs) That might let (laughs) you know. And this might be um, something that the MLS in the long term might. Might be doing a lot more of uh, to grow the game domestically by getting these legends to be part of the part of the building of the league. The way that they yeah, I mean, it... is for Miami, and then of course uh, you know you're gonna have Messi who's gonna be part of the ownership group. Oh, dude, this this shit could be this could be really uh, a really big foundational move for the league. It's absolutely just huge for the league that he he still chose them, even with the PIF money being thrown around like that. That's that's maybe saving the league. Yeah, from... and even though he's not in his prime anymore, he can still he can still oh, play at a high level in Europe. Yeah, 
He's going to tear up. I think he's smart. I think he's, I think he knew that somebody needed to come a little earlier to really cash in. Like even Beckham tried to do it, but Beckham, Beckham really wasn't, as far as I'm understanding, Beckham was like really, really good, but you know, I don't think he ever really got into goat conversation. If not the best here. Yeah. Beckham, the, the Beckham that we got was one that was far past his prime. Right. But yeah. But was he ever really in a goat conversation? With with no, he never sport. won. Just because he never won a World Cup, probably. But no. I, I also wasn't watching the game as much, so I think if he had won a World Cup for England, his stock would be immensely higher than what what we think about it. Now. And that's what just happened, right? Messi, right, Messi yeah. just delivered. Yeah, Messi has won legitimately everything that it, it, any soccer player could hope to win. He's the go, except an MLS Cup, baby. Yeah, he's he's got no Concacaf championships. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, he still can't get one of those. I don't believe. I think he would have to yeah, change his nationality. Right. You'd have to, yeah. He, he, uh, yeah, you know, just switch over from Argentina to the USA, baby. I'm they sure don't we do can make like, that happen. They don't do like the World Baseball Classic where they're like, literally, just please go play for any team, please. <laughs> I didn't realize there were 45 major leaguers from the Netherlands. Anyways. The Netherlands. So that's that's another huge, huge story. Uh, I'm waiting for that to be officially official uh, so we can have some more details, although I doubt we're going to get a lot of details on what's actually going into that contract. Um, yeah. But I did see that they they pulled all their ticket sales from their website, and then every away game has been pulled as well. As MLS teams scrambled to figure out how to <laughs> how to get him to play somewhere that only you know that seats more than fifteen thousand people or something, no I doubt. Worry. Like that's the, that I first that year, they're Miami, all gonna have to relocate. In Miami, they're looking at playing probably at Hard Rock where the Dolphins play. I would just think that'd be either there or wherever the Miami Hurricanes play. Those are your, your only two real options. Jerry just went ahead um, and said they all the play in the same stadium. Yeah, and see, that's the thing, is I don't know. I don't know if FC Dallas can be like, no, F you, or if they can be like, we'll go play the Cotton Bowl. But given what no. Jerry means to Frisco, they're probably playing at AT&T. Yeah, Jerry's like, no, here's the bill. Go ahead and use some of this as tax write-off, and we'll go ahead and get that get that game played. And they Jerry can World. use it use it as testing grounds for the World Cup. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah, I mean, they, they can test it. That, that shit's coming here, though. Well, I mean, it's already, yeah, it's already decided something's coming here, but it, it gives hmm. them an opportunity to at least host something Meaningful. remotely similar before cool. the actual thing comes. I mean, they, they've hosted like uh, international friendlies between major countries before. Yeah, but do they ever bring their A teams? Uh, Mexico did. Okay. Uh, when I went to see Mexico versus. I mean, that makes Mexico. sense. Yeah, it's a pretty quick trip for them. Oh yeah, plus <laughs> I'm sure they have a shit ton of fans over here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, welcome. Right, so that's Mel- good thing for good thing for FC Dallas that they don't have to deal with this problem until next season since they've uh, already played Inter Miami. Oh, have they? Yes, they have. I, I as soon as that was announced, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm gonna go see uh, an FC Dallas game this year. Looked at the schedule, I'm like, I guess I'm not. <laughs> hey, they could meet in the final. Although this is our year, damn it. I, I don't I have no idea how their playoffs work. Uh yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Not even. a big you know MLS who my, guy. You know, we did have somebody here who 
did work for an MLS team once before back in the day. Yeah, that is fair. I did. I did figure out how to navigate the waters of me not knowing what the fuck I was talking about for <laughs> six months. Um, I don't. I don't. Good. It's funny because I know I actually met. I actually like knew some of the guys who are some of the better players, like Paxton Paul Michael, Jesus Ferreira, and um, there's another guy, Reggie Cannon. He's not with the team anymore. They were all like the U guys, like the U18 guys whenever I was uh-huh. there. So I ended up having to babysit them a lot of times when there was like events. And they were very normal, awkward kids. And it was kind of funny to watch the pros pick on them a little bit, like about girls and shit. It was a very weird environment. Like not in like a bad way. It was just very like not what I would expect from a pro locker room. It's not something you've been, yeah, not something you've been around before for sure. But, um, it was cool. I mean, it's also like I don't feel like it's as big of a like I don't I don't felt I didn't feel, I feel like there was only one guy that was there while I was there that was kind of a holier than thou presence, but he but like no one really like gave a fuck like that. But the star player at the time was um uh what's his name? Fuck. Caesar, you know oh, what is it? Oh, was it that tall uh Swedish dude? Uh, no, um, not Hedges. Matt Hedges, Matt Hedges was an American guy, though. Um, oh, no, Matt Hedges was like the face of the club. He was like the Dwight Powell of the club. Um, he was Wait, a really, what, really what, good guy. What, 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 went to everything. It was uh, Kellen Acosta. Kellen Acosta. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kellen Acosta definitely acted a little bit like he was over the whole thing, and then he ended up getting moved the next year to Colorado. So there you go. It'd be that way sometimes. Yeah, I mean, true. Walker Zimmerman ended up having to leave, but he was a really nice guy. Um, he ended up going to LAFC when they started that one, and then they uh, they took him in the expansion draft, I think. And he's, in, I think, he still plays for them. Hmm. Oh wow! Okay, I just learned a little bit of Kellen, about Kellen Nagasa. Uh, he is Japanese American. Hmm. But his last name comes from his stepfather. Oh, I see. Paternal stepfather. So he has no, he has no, like blood relation to any Hispanic ties. It's just he took his stepfather's last name. Fair enough. Wild. All right. Well, learn something new every day. Well, in another local note, uh, this one hit today, and I thought I'd just bring it up because. It's pretty important to me. Um, uh, Texas Radio Hall of Famer, uh, legend in the sports broadcasting game, Norm Hitzkus announced his retirement today. Um, you guys might not be too familiar with Norm, but he's been, he's kind of the pioneer of sports radio in Dallas. Uh, he had the first sports radio show in the mornings on Cliff. I don't even know how long ago, 30, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, He's been on the ticket for the last uh, 20-ish, 15 15 years. Um, uh, Did ESPN baseball commentary. Used to do a lot of Rangers play-by-play and color stuff. Um, So uh, he's he's known for all of his sports stuff. uh, But what I think is most important that that Norm's brought is the the charity work that he's been able to bring. Every year around Christmas, he does an 18-hour straight marathon that they call the Normathon, uh, where he raises money for the Austin Street Center uh, for Dallas area homeless 
Um, I've seen him before at Carry the Load, uh, giving speeches uh, before they start the big, the big march. Um, just an all-around uh, incredible sports sports icon, and especially for the journalism broadcast side. Uh, I wouldn't be doing this right now if if I hadn't listened to him on the radio for so long. Um, Forty-eight years on the air in Dallas. Holy um, shit! So I just wanted to do a shout out uh, for for Norm. Um, I actually <clears throat> one time at Recycled Books just stumbled across one of his poetry books he released in the seventies, and I was able to buy that, and I was able to get him to sign it. And so, one one quick thing I'd like to do is just read a very short poem that uh, written by Norm Hitzkus. Uh, this one's actually. Famously, he's read it on the air before, but I think you guys might get a kick out of this. It's called To Nancy. What a surprise it was running into you yesterday. After so many years, and in such an unusual place. My dresser drawer. But since you're no longer flesh, and only a note scribbled on a high school play program, I threw you away to make room for underwear. That's uh, one of my... One of my favorite poems. <laughs> I just thought to uh, give Norm a little shout out there. Um, again, it's hard to explain all the different, uh, all the different branches of sports around here that he's he's played a part in. Um, so it's a, uh, I'm happy for him that he's gonna go do go do his own thing. Uh, but I'm also sad that kind of a staple of at least the last 15 years of my life is is not going to be there anymore um so shout out to that and uh from there we can get into uh something slightly less sad the jacob de grom news that we received right before right before i went out of town that's fair i just want to also I, note that that was very real hip-hop of you Impressed and proud, but yeah. So we'll uh, we'll go we'll we'll take a hard turn, get right into the Rangers that we are currently watching. Uh, we got the news. Was that last week or the week before? That there was the news that Jake Degrom was getting moved to the sixty-day IL, and then not twenty-four hours later, the news that Jake Degrom is going to have his second Tommy John surgery, uh, meaning he is out the rest of this year and probably all of next year too. I think they said it's like a 14 to 18 month recovery when it's your first one. And this is his second one and he's pushing 40. So very likely we won't see Jacob DeGrom pitch again until 2025. It's not good. No. It's not good. But we're just going to look at it as bites of the apple. Do we know if this guy will ever pan out? Who knows? Do we know that Nate Uvalde has and possibly can in the future still? Yes. That's bites of the apple. Same with Kumar Rocker and uh, it's Jack Lighter, right? Yes. Yeah. There you go. And then we got the we got the got the, the kid who just came up from, from AAA. Uh, Owen is it Owen White? Yeah, Owen White came up. He Had didn't look start? especially great, but. Oh, didn't he did okay. not get the start? No, he came in and threw like three innings in middle relief, gave up a couple runs, but that's fine. 
Um, but yeah, so with the DeGrom thing, this is something that people around here aren't used to. Uh, but if you're a fan of a team that actually spends money consistently, this is just what happens is you bite on like five free agents. Two of them probably will never play for you, even though you spend a ton of money on them. And that's just kind of the way baseball goes, especially for the teams that are out there spending. Uh, this happens to the Yankees and Dodgers multiple times a year. Uh, it's nothing, nothing too crazy. It's what how we respond, how I see the ownership respond, whether they decide to keep investing money. That'll let me know if this is for real or not. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, bites, like I said, bites of the apple is all I can ask for at this point. You know, it's kind of cool to see the Rangers jump into contention, um, allegedly contention. Uh, this early in the season. But I think you still have to remember that this is a process, that this team has been pretty shitty for a pretty long time. Um, it's going to take some hits and some some misses to build something. Um, you know, we kind of knew the situation with DeGrom, and I don't feel like we really had much of a choice. So it just is what it no, is at this and point. I mean, and I, I think I, on the I back of a lot of fans... Yeah, I think at the in the in the mind of or in the back of the mind of a lot of fans who, you know, are hardcore baseball fans of the Rangers, when they heard the Grom, they're like, Yeah, this is more than likely going to happen based on his history. So I don't think it comes as a shock to people who are plugged in. But yeah, to the casual the casual Ranger fan, yeah, this is probably a surprise and probably something that, you know, they're just like, Oh, here we go again. We're, we're, we don't have the, a great pitching staff, but uh, you know, so far it's it's been so it's been good, especially with Ovaldi leading the way. So there's a lot of there's a lot of hope to be had uh, with this team currently. For sure, getting to Grom, there is more to it than just getting to Grom. Uh, like I was saying a minute ago, it, it showed that the ownership was willing to spend some money. Uh, additionally, I think it helped us land Bruce Bochy. It helped us bring in other other guys who are more likely to want to come here knowing that he wanted to come here um which I don't think it's I don't think it's uh incorrect to say that the players really do move like that when they see when they see someone that they all respect and want to play with say this is a place for me they're more likely to give that place a chance Obviously, the new stadium probably also has a lot to do with a lot of the new signings um, because guys are actually willing to come here. (laughs) Um, But I think I think DeGrom does more. And you I think you heard it in his press conference uh, where he's in tears, whereas a lot of guys get hurt and you just don't see them again until spring training. Uh, He he came, gave his announcement. He was obviously just beaten up about it. But there's some concerning stuff with him that, you know, if you look at his numbers, he was all of a sudden at age like 29 or 30, started hitting 100 miles an hour. And so most people back then were saying this is going to lead to arm problems. And it has. His numbers got better, but now he's also hurt a lot. So hopefully when he gets back, he's he's able to calm himself down and not still trying to throw the, the heat of all heat and just get back to pitching a little bit. Because uh, he is a generational talent of an arm when he's out there he's incredible he's so good so yeah that's that's kind of my piece on Degrom. how old is he right now i think he's 
35. Ooh, I don't I don't I like think. that. I don't, I don't like a 35-year-old getting Tommy John for the second time. No, and his first one was when he was 18 or something like that. He's 34, sorry. He'll be 35 in four days on Monday. So he'll there's, a, there's a, he'll be like, what, 36 going into year 37 if he comes back in that 2025 timeline? Yeah, like I said, I I am hoping that he finds a way to <laughs> to pitch without throwing his arm out. He doesn't need to hit 100 anymore. Well, I don't think he will be able to hit 100. <laughs> if he even has an arm left to throw with, yeah. We, we might have just gotten the, the <clears throat> last of it. What do you think the ramifications are as far as the finances, though? I guess that's what is selfishly in, well, in my mind. Baseball's fully guaranteed. There's no cap, so... The Rangers are just going to have The ramifications to... are if the owners get gun-shy because of it yeah. or not. There's, there's got to be now some you can... insurance policy on it, right? Like, they, they couldn't um, have gone in there without having, like, known his injury history and been like, yeah, we're just going to go in this uh, without protecting ourselves. That's not... It doesn't seem like that's how... I think if there is, that it just... It gives you... Because uh, I think they had something with... Uh, ex- we had something like this. Remember uh, back in 2015 with, uh, oh my God, why is his name escaping me? Uh, big dude. Kluber? No, 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 no. Uh, Prince Fielder? Prince Fielder, yes. Oh, yeah. Prince Princeton Fielder. Yeah. Prince Fielder had a, a similar situation where he had an injury that essentially derailed or ended his career, but there was like an insurance or policy put on it or something. Uh, so the Rangers chose not to pay for insurance under Grom's deal because the cost would have been prohibitively expensive. <laughs> and I mean, it would have. Imagine the insurance on a fucking 34-year-old who's already had Tommy John surgery. Um, well, uh, I didn't come back to bite them at all. But also, I mean, they can they can do the thing that most baseball teams end up doing, which is just diverting your salary further on and further on. And it's not like Ray Davis is even going to notice any of that money missing probably because it's mostly <laughs> put in by TV money and by, and by fans. So uh, my TV guess money by you, the fans. I don't, I don't know what, t- what TV money they're going to be getting right now. The money, the money that the courts keep requiring Bally to pay them. <laughs> every month when they try not to. Yeah. Well, but anyways, that's that's Degrom. Uh, other Rangers notes. No, that's depressing. We had a a little <laughs> bit of a a little bit of a regression. Uh, still in first place by three and a half games. Um, but all of a sudden, starting to look more like a regular baseball team. <laughs> Just I think five and five in the last ten, that kind of thing. Um. So it's not as much concerning as it is like, okay, I was expecting us to cool down a little bit at some point. Uh, Now you just got to hope that they don't cool all the way down. That's fair. I I think there was always a regression bound to happen. Uh, But who knows? This team can still make plenty of moves to fortify not just the bullpen, but maybe like the rotation and keep us ahead of the Astros and the Angels. Yeah, and we we definitely could use at least one more starter. Um, 
the, some of the bullpen stuff seems to be kind of working out a little bit. Uh, Josh Spores or whatever his name is starting to look pretty good. Will Smith, we'll see if he can be consistent as a closer. It'd be hilarious if we have a closer named Will Smith. Um, Keep his wife's name out your mouth. I mean, there's so many bits that we could do if we had a closer named Will Smith. Uh, I hope his entrance music, or, or you know, his music to come out is uh, get, get jiggy with it. When he gets yeah. taken yard, would we call it an entanglement? Yes. <laughs> he had an entanglement with the hitter. He had an entanglement with Shohei Otani. Which we might see but later yeah. on. Game's still eh. 2-2 right now. Oh, but don't worry. Tomorrow, you can get your Jacob deGrom City Connect bobblehead. Um, that's always a beating when, when your giveaway comes after you're out for the year. <laughs> Love it. Uh, typical. It's just everyday life, really. But yeah, I mean, the team's still in a good spot. Uh, they built up a decent lead to where they were able to able to have some of this mucking around. Uh, now you just got to get back to winning series. That's really what it's about. Take two, take two or three from everybody. It's all you're looking to really, really do. And I think that they can still do all that. Uh, obviously, you... you would like to have Jake Pagram. But um, even without him, they were still, you know, the best team in the majors for that stretch. So, what were you asking? Did we say that um, uh, if they went 500 the rest of the way, they would still win over 90 games? Or Uh, that was where they were at. I think now it's down to like 89 if they go 500 the rest of the way. So just like a game difference. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. At At one point, it was like 94, and then it's dropped a little bit. Just a bit. I think they could. I think that's still good enough to to probably win this division. And if not, you're definitely in one of those play in wild card nonsense, get in, win and get in type deals. They expanded the playoffs again. And I don't really quite remember how it all works. I'm gonna have to look it up before the before the end of the season. Yeah, well, this team's exciting to watch, so it it makes going to the ballpark worth it. So even if they somehow miss the playoffs. Still, still a team that could put up I'd, ten runs on anybody. Yeah, I was gonna say at this point of the season, I'd be shocked if they miss at least all the play-in attempts to get at the playoffs, uh, just because of how far ahead they've gotten. Um, a couple of other notes around the league. I don't know if y'all saw what happened in Oakland. Was that two days ago? Oh, the reverse protest. That was yeah. great, man. That was the MLB t- uh, television. Censored the crowd saying, uh, "Sell the team." Oh fuck! Yeah, I didn't so know that. for Jacob, if you didn't see it, or for nope. anyone who's listening who didn't see it, uh, the A's sold more tickets than they sold in like twenty years for a bunch of fans to come in and during the fifth inning. All start chanting, "Sell the team." Uh, I'll find the. Uh, there's one fan video that the audio is actually really good, and I'll use I'll use that somewhere in here later, but. So for They're anybody who hasn't around, oh go ahead. No, I was gonna say for anybody who hasn't watched the video, uh, the like the, the official video off the broadcast, you can hear the chant clearly the first time, and then as the chant progresses, that's when you can notice. That's when you notice MLB started to uh, muff it out a little bit. 
So it just sounds really loud, but you know what they're saying. I wanted to see if I could find, I should have had this pulled up already, but I forgot till just now. Uh, a little back and forth between Rob Manfred and the Oakland mayor. Uh, we're basically Rob Manfred's response to the strike or to the, the protest by the fans was to be like, I get it. I feel bad for the people there, but Oakland, Oakland hasn't met us halfway. They haven't done anything to keep the team. And the mayor of Oakland's like, well, actually, what they proposed here was a 55-acre multi-entertainment fucking, like, paradise that they wanted to build uh, for land they wanted to own. And then what they proposed in Vegas was a nine-mile lease, a nine-acre lease, where they're not even going to own the land or the stadium. So it's like, clearly the athletics aren't actually that interested in what <laughs> in being in Oakland you know they they put out their they put out a thing that they knew would get shot down so that they could go somewhere else and do their own thing. It's a shame for the city of Oakland. Like as far as yeah, I know, I mean that's they've a, lost that's a great sports town. They've lost all of their teams once this one's going right. I mean, no one's left. I don't think. Yeah, and people could no, say no Golden State, but like that's not the. But same. they left Oakland, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they left the Oakland. San Francisco Warriors again. Yeah. <clears throat> One second, I'm going to see if I can find this. So I'd like to get the exact quote. I wonder if there's ever been a, a sports town that's lost all of their professional teams like this. St. Louis? I mean, they still have their hockey team, right? They do have their hockey team and a baseball team. Yeah, so but it's they've lost baseball thing. teams and they've lost <laughs> football, football teams. Team. Yeah, but like... And they've they... lost basketball teams. But they've still have had. There's always been like a franchise still there. This is going to be yeah. And there's nobody there. There's nothing left. Okay, here's here's Manfred's the commissioner of the MLB. Rob Manfred said, "I think the real question is, was it Oakland was prepared to do? There is no Oakland offer. Okay, they never got to a point where they had a plan to build a stadium at any site." And then the mayor of Oakland says. This, this is just totally false. There was a very concrete proposal under discussion, and Oakland had gone above and beyond to clear hurdles, including securing funding for infrastructure, providing an environmental review, working with other agencies to finalize approvals. The reality is the A's ownership had insisted on a multi-billion dollar, 55-acre project that included a ballpark, residential, commercial, and retail space. In Las Vegas, for whatever reason, they seemed satisfied with a nine-acre leased ballpark on leased land. If they had a... If they had proposed a similar project in Oakland, we feel confident a new ballpark would already be under construction. So, you know, it's a bit of everyone, kind of the same thing as when the Rams left St. Louis, where the only people who are actually going to get fucked are the people who live there. And the owner's not going to care. Currently, Kroenke's getting praised for being the Nuggets owner. Um, and the league doesn't care because they're going to make way more money in L.A. and Vegas than they do in Oakland. So. Weird how that that works, especially since there's not a real fan base for the Rams in LA. <laughs> no, there's not. There's a there's a base for the NFL everywhere, pretty much. So, and you can sell ads more if you're coming live from Los Angeles. Um, Dude, honestly, I have so many suspicions that SEO actually do, like does uh, get utilized a lot in very hilarious ways, like. 
like um, earlier today, I was listening to a basketball podcast, and I and I swear to you, they just mentioned the word Lakers in the most funny way that made me think that this was like an SEO drop. Like there was no, like there was no reason for it to exist other than let's make sure that algorithm's nice. Yeah, it's um, there's probably some literary term that, or maybe even a psychological term that I, I don't know, but it seems a lot of. Uh, it's like somewhere between self-fulfilling prophecy and confirmation bias of like one says this is what the algorithm is looking for so we're going to do more of this so now the algorithm's looking at that more so it's looking for that more and it's just a whole web right. of just nonsense fair um, I, I feel you on that but yeah so it sucks for Oakland they're they're gonna lose their team. Um, they've actually gone on like a seven or eight game winning streak to where they're not the worst team in the league anymore. Uh, which I thought that would be impossible with how bad they started. I didn't think they'd ever catch anybody. I think the Royals are again somehow the Royals get to keep their team, but I don't know what's going on there. KC not love their team like that? Didn't they just win a title? Uh, did they win in fifteen or did they just go? No, I think they won. Oh yeah, they, uh, they but even the Mets. But immediately <clears throat> before that, and immediately after that, they've been pretty much the joke of the MLB since I was a kid. Them in Tampa. True, the Devil Rays. Back when they had a good they, name, I was gonna say, they dropped. They dropped the Devil. <laughs> Don't know why. You can never drop the Devil. But that's probably all I had. Uh, for for baseball, I'll briefly mention that in hockey, the Vegas Golden Knights won the finals and they get their trophy. Cool. And honestly, um, like, really, you if you think about it, we could have been the champions this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually did. I, I don't. I can't remember if I mentioned this on here or not. But I think it was during Game Two or right before Game Three of Stars Vegas. I I sent a message in my stars friends thread where I was like, whoever wins this Western Conference is going to steamroll the Panthers. And that is exactly what happened. The Panthers really were no match. Um, similar to something we'll talk about later, the eighth seed out of Miami wasn't, wasn't a match for a, a top seed out of the West. Um, and everyone could have seen that. On paper, it was obvious that was going to happen. Just Florida was... Skating by off their goalie, kind of like, kind of like some, some stars teams we've seen before, last year in the first round where our goalie carried us to a game seven and we had no business even being in the playoffs, um, stuff like that. It can happen in hockey, uh, but it doesn't necessarily win you the cup because you still got to win all four series. The Panthers weren't able to do that, so Vegas wins. They become the quickest expansion team to ever win a title. Blah blah blah. Good for them. On to next season. They cheated. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Mickey there Mouse is some discussion. Yeah, there is some discussion about, and we can get into this later once I've done a little bit more research, but I know people have been mad about this in hockey for the last few years, which is how teams use their, their long-term injury reserve players where they can circumnavigate cap and they can go into the playoffs with... Uh, being over the salary cap 
which is something the stars haven't taken advantage of. Uh, and I don't really understand how you do or how you don't, because uh, it's pretty complicated. But I know that the Lightning, like the year the Lightning beat us, and the couple years before and after that, people were complaining about them doing that every year, and that's why they were so stacked. Uh, so there's some kind of cap manipulation that some of these teams are doing, but not everyone's doing. So maybe everyone should start doing it so that they can get rid of it. But with that, I think it's time that I pass the rock on over to Caesar. Looks like you're up this week. All right, fellas. Um, before we get into Fight Club, because this is going to be a really uh, small segment because we are in the middle of the most dead part of the NFL offseason. Uh, before we get into anything, uh, Patrick, if you could look up for me who we have on the bracket still. Well, yeah, I I'll talk about do, yeah, yep. Well, I talk about a very brief news in the world of football, and that is the report that the XFL, as uh, in the in their first season under Dwayne the Rock Johnson, have an estimated sixty million dollars in losses. Now, uh, that's not anything to be too surprised about. Um, it does take a lot of money to start a league up. Uh, even though it wasn't necessarily from scratch, I'm sure he, whenever he made his purchase from Vince McMahon, he got something from it. I'm not sure what that something was, uh, other than the rights to have the league. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's still not a great look uh, for the league to have this report out, um, especially when they are trying to be uh, a player, a player in the world of professional sports. Now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has gone on to say that, you know, this is not something that's going to deter him, and this is a long-term investment, which, hey, it, it could be, you know. There is a market in the dead period of the NFL offseason for football, but I don't know how big that market is because we've seen the USFL uh, try and try again. We've seen a bunch of spring and, like, early spring, late spring football leagues try to you know, uh, create a market for themselves, and it just never seems to catch uh, enough eyes for long-term sustainability. Uh, yeah, I, it's really not much else to be said. I mean, there he is now, from what I've read, um, has cut a lot of uh, jobs, as tends to happen when a company loses a, a fuck ton of money. Apparently, it's now like working in the XFL is now like a seasonal job. So the people who lost their jobs can have the opportunity to come back when they are in season. So in the meantime, who knows what the fuck the NF the, the XFL sorry is going to be doing uh, to try to sustain uh, any level of marketability uh, during this off season and how they're going to operate and. Not not that this this is now getting out of the realm of sports and more into just Hollywood, but Dwayne the Rock Johnson is taking a lot of L's lately. A lot of cancellations on his like his latest show's been canceled. Part of a, a ridiculous three billion dollar lawsuit uh, cut from the DCU. He is taking a lot of L's in in Hollywood, so that might affect his revenue stream, and in turn might affect how much he's able to invest in the XFL himself. Uh, but I'm sure he has business partners. I, I think he said he's partnered with the ESPN. So Yeah, so ESPN makes up 25% of the XFL's income as a broadcast partner. Um, 
And whenever he bought in, he bought in with a group backed by Disney and something called Redbird Capital, which I'm assuming is just a VC, but um so yeah, it's I would I would say the the two big things that look like they're going in their favor is that they have the ESPN deal already, uh, which means that they're going to be on TV, which means eyes are going to be on it at some point because ESPN's on everywhere. And then this, of the three different times that they've tried the XFL, this will be the first time they ever hit a second season. So they at least have that going for them. They beat all the other two XFLs before them. So we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll see how how long this league lasts. Honestly, if anything, they should probably you know partner with the USFL to become a a bigger league, and then they could probably have some more games. Because eventually, eventually, you know, enough games are on and available to be watched. Maybe you'll finally get some eyes on the product because uh, their ratings weren't that great uh, after the first game of the season. So, but who knows? We'll see what happens uh, going forward with this league. Because, uh, you know, if, if the XFL minute dies, then I don't know what I'm going to do, fellas. I'm going to be very distraught and might have a depressive episode. I've I can't see myself not having the XFL minute on this show. Sounds rational to me. We're just gonna have to buy the league when it's back in debt again, and yeah, let's just make <laughs> it a, be a... The new. You could be the new commissioner, and then we'll have the XFL. <laughs> we'll have the hey, XFL. <laughs> I, I want to. I want my future football athletes to know that I don't care what performance enhancing drugs you take, whatever makes you into Superman. <laughs> I'm all for it. If you can run a 4-2-4-40 unnaturally, then hey, I'm all for it, baby. Let's do it. You want to smoke your weed? Let's go for it. No, oh, they no need to get that one. It, does, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> whatever they want. All right. All, all drugs are legal in the XFL if I'm in charge. I think, I think meth? Uh, Football and meth? Hey, man, could you imagine linebackers on meth? Dude, Josh Gordon could finally teach some people how to do some stuff. Josh Gordon a, might be a Hall of Famer. Like yeah, meth head? No. Uh, he was just an everything head. What's, yeah, I thought it was stories. just all weed. Meth is I, I no God, no. Dude, when he was in high school, he would fucking take Xanax before he would play. He'd get drunk before he played. He was, he was setting state records I'm, just all kinds of fucked up. You know what? I, I, he he needs a spot in my version of the XFL. There's, there's I mean, he, I know he's he in the didn't XFL. Make it in the NFL because he was able to do all that and was like, "Oh, I'm not going to try hard now." I mean, he still caught like 1,600 yards once in the NFL. He had one really good year, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Nothing to scoff at. He he had no, no real no, quarterback no, no, no. that year. You know, he just could. You know, no, that, mean, lifestyle, with that lifestyle. His, with you know. his talent, yeah, you expected a lot more. <laughs> Well, you know, the XFL and their rules on drug use are a little oppressive. So, you know, if they had just let him live his life, <laughs> I'm sure he'd be a Hall of Fame NFL. He's definitely but, all uh, Hall of Fame talent. But, you know, since there's nothing that proves uh, what I'm saying wrong or right, we'll just we'll just move on. And just uh, acknowledge that I, I may or may not have a point. 
Anyways, let's uh, let's move on to uh, the final part of the segment today, fellas. Unless anybody else wants something to to talk about in terms of the XFL or has something to say about the XFL. No, R.I.P. I need to go see Fast Ten still. Yeah, oh, dude, cool. there you go. You need to have that. Didn't The Rock uh, make up with? Uh... Oh yeah, he did make up with Vin Diesel. <clears throat> so knew. we might be getting uh, we might be getting The Rock back in and. Fo- uh, Hobbs Fast and, and Furious Shaw, 11. Three. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, part did, three. Of does final, Statham... Uh, what about Statham? Does Statham hate him too? I could see Statham being over it. I mean, I guess... Apparently, all three of those guys have... Of each a, other, yeah. Yeah, they all have contracts, yeah. from what I've heard, that neither of yeah. them can lose in a movie. They Or they right, have to, like... Yeah. It has to be even, the amount of times that they lose. <laughs> Yeah, so it has to be like a back and forth, or they can't lose. Which, bro, get the fuck Silly over shit. yourself. Yeah, that's that's yeah. dumb. Like, you expect me to you believe think... that Jason Statham in a real fist fight with The Rock? Like, have you seen the size fuck difference off. on that guy's? Yeah, fuck off, Jason. He's gonna kick your ass. If not, he's just you gonna think that you. you think that The Rock, after being in the most scripted of all sports, would not really give a shit about any of that, but. Right? Someone someone convinced him his brain gets hurt if he loses a fight in a movie, even though no one fucking cares. I don't know, man. It's all it's all silly, like you said. That is kind of how it all worked for them, though. Was, he probably just has a lot of trauma from all the times Vince McMahon told him to take an O. All the all the uh, steel chair shots to the head. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when he would take Stone Cold over him every all the time. All those man, all those stunners he took. You know, they it, all it was, they all cycle through being the heel and being the company man and going back and forth. Yep. No, one hundred percent. At least, uh, I, yeah. Actually, no. That's a that's a tried and true method for the going on right now. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think we uh I wasn't expecting us to go into professional wrestling. But let's uh let's just go ahead and talk about what could be. Welcome to Pass the Rocks NFL Head Coach Fight Club. This is Pass the Rocks. Yeah, but fuck it, you fight cancer, you can fight Michael Carter. Patrick, if you don't mind pulling up the bracket, let's see who we got this week in our competitor for our competitor. Yeah, let me let me switch my stream over. Caesar's over here asking a lot right now. Yeah, he's asking me to hit two whole buttons. Here you go. There we, we go. We did we did one v sixteen and we did two v fifteen. Now we're left with three through fourteen. All right, gentlemen. Based on this, uh, on this bracket that we currently have, I will I will extend to you guys. Who do you want to see, or who do you want to talk about this week? We have Pete Carroll and Robert Sala in the seven ten matchup. Arthur Smith versus Jonathan Gannon in the three fourteen matchup. Andy Reid, Mike McCarthy, and the Big Boy Sumo Club, six versus eleven. We got Bill Belichick and D'Amico Ryan's. 
Mike Tomlin and Kevin Stefanski or Ron Rivera and Kevin O'Connell? Do we want to keep things interesting or do we just want to get some of these uh, pretty obvious matchups out of the way? Um, I'm here for whatever. I think I think we we at least want to do two today, I would think. Let's go ahead and do Ron Rivera, Kevin Kevin O'Connell, and uh, Arthur Smith yep. and Jonathan Gannon. Sounds good. All right, fellas. Let's go ahead and get the the three fourteen matchup out of the way. So, for our listeners who may not remember, Arthur Smith is a big ass man, six four, two eighty three. In his collegiate playing days, he looks like he's still carrying some weight. He was the winner in the NFC South. Jonathan Gannon, reluctantly, I might add, when I say he got to this spot as the as a two seed, just because he looked like he works out. <laughs> Second place in the NFC West. He got an ass kicking from Pete Carroll, though. And you know what, fellas? I don't see it playing any other way. This man came to the winner's bracket, or not to the winner's bracket, but he came to this fight club just to get another ass whooping. The way I see this playing now is a good old-fashioned bar fight style. You know, Arthur Smith looks like he drinks a couple of goldies right before hitting the sidelines. Has a bottle in his back pocket and just breaks it over Jonathan Gannon's head. Absolutely decks him in the draw. Puts him in a headlock and just chokes the life out of Jonathan Gannon. I don't think Jonathan Gannon puts up much of a fight. He might try to as much as he can to wrestle the arms that are choking the life out of him. But there's just no there's just no way. He's down for the count. And this man is done. That's how I see this going on. Uh, Patrick, what do you, what say you? Yeah, I was kind of thinking like this, this is what it's going to look like when they expand the college football playoff and you have like Alabama versus North Dakota in the first round. <laughs> uh, like Arthur Smith could send out whatever version of B team Arthur Smith is, which is just probably Arthur Smith just drunk as hell. And he could beat Jonathan Gannon still with his eyes closed, tied behind his back, hands tied behind his back. Gannon's Gannon's just fodder, fodder, fuel for the machine. It's not. He he's what they call in the wrestling uh, business a jobber. Yeah. This man they, came what, to lose. What do they call him in boxing? A tuna, a tuna can or something like that. A tune-up guy. Tuna can or a. Tomato can? What's tomato can? Thank you. I could not yeah, remember that, what the term was. Yeah, this guy's a tomato can. He's a jobber. He's a piece of shit. Bethke, what say you on this one? I feel like we had a pretty uh, good, compelling case there. You already gave me the bar fight stuff. I like that because Arthur Smith, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, was the guy who did the. He turned his knuckles back like an old boxer. If I remember, that was his thing. <laughs> So he's doing the old Yayata stance. Pow right to the kisser. Pow right to the kisser. Yeah. Also, though, I felt like you were really working out some stuff there against Jonathan Gannon. Uh, there's there's a <laughs> lot of stuff that needs to be worked that I need to work out with Jonathan Gannon. But uh, seems yeah. sexual. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, not at all. 
I will neither confirm nor deny what you're saying. Because well, uh, in, like it. It. in the words <laughs> of uh, in the famous words of uh, when John Cena was accused of steroids or steroid use, he's like, I can't say that you're right, but I can't say that you're wrong because I can't prove you. I can't prove it any other way. The absence no. of evidence is not the evidence of absence. There you go. All righty. Well, now that Jonathan Gannon is dead and buried, Arthur Smith moves on uh, to face the winner of Andy Reid or Mike McCarthy. It's, it's going to be another big boy battle the next time Arthur Smith comes up to the plate. Now let's just go ahead and rock on with our boy, Ron Rivera. All right, for those of you who uh, may not remember, in our inaugural Head coach Fight Club episode. Ron Rivera overcame all the obstacles to win the NFC East. All right. Now, this was a highly contentious uh, episode because you know what? Bethke brought up some good points. The, the the man the man's gone through some shit, right? But he's a fighter. He does not quit. He does not give up. And there is no fucking way that this man, Ron Rivera, has overcome all that he has just to lose to Kevin O'Connell. I see the fire in Ron Rivera's eyes. All right? And that might just be uh, tiredness from having to deal with the fucking Washington franchise's bullshit. But I think this is fire. He looks at Kevin O'Connell... And there's just a light, just like a switch, just flips in his brain. Light comes on. He sees a former quarterback, Ron Rivera, a former linebacker for the Chicago Bears. He just runs at this man full steam, spears him into the ground, and just starts handing him some knuckle sandwiches. Kevin O'Connell might have the, the reach and size advantage, but it didn't matter because he wasn't prepared for this shit. He thought, look at this old man. There's no fucking way. Next thing he knows, mid-thought, he's already got a broken jaw from all the punches that he's taken. Ron Rivera, with a bloody fist raised in the air, is the winner. And advances to face the winner of Mike Tomlin versus Kevin Stefanski. Fellas, what say you about what I have just presented to you? Jacob? I feel like... If I was to use the um, thing on Kevin O'Connell, could I also say that a younger Kevin O'Connell was also the Flash and that this was his Flashpoint Paradox moment where he went back into time and didn't get Ron and, and like managed to make sure that Ron Rivera missed the physical that caught the cancer? <laughs> oh, shit. I think I think that's a lot. I think that's a lot. No, I don't. I don't think Kevin O'Connell was ever that fast either. So it's a bold, it's a bold strategy for you to for you to go with that. I mean, yeah. it's your choice if you want to. Like, I, no, a, no, you know, I, it was a theory. Yeah. It was just a question. It was we we're playing with the rules. I was trying to understand them. I think at this point, uh, I can't figure out any other way to get Kevin O'Connell to win this. I mean, you um, could use it and make bias, it a I mean, Patrick, if you're trying to be biased, I'm going to pick Kevin O'Connell just to like put your to weigh your bias here. But I'm assuming that you're not going to. I don't know if you're going to care that much. 
I have not quite um I've not quite developed that level of admiration for Kevin O'Connell just yet. It could happen someday, but he hasn't earned it yet. Fair. Yeah. It's just ever since Mike McCarthy lost to Ron Rivera, I, I feel I feel like Bethke's headed out for, for our boy Ron here. No, there's no, no such thing. I, I'm an honorable rules-following person. I just wanted to make it interesting. You know, Kevin O'Connell snuck in here. I, I just felt like maybe Flashpoint Paradox, it could work. It's a hot I think, topic. I think Kevin O'Connell should be happy that he's in this bracket at all. And... uh He's just going to take an ass whooping. It's going to be, I think you brought this up for someone else, but it might have been for Rivera at some point. I don't remember who it was for. But I see it kind of like the Nolan Ryan Robin Ventura fight where Kevin O'Connell charges at him. Ron Rivera doesn't even move, just immediate headlock and immediate face pounding. And uh, Ron Rivera gets out of there pretty much unscathed. Because in the words, in the famous words of Jacob Bethke, if you can beat, insert name, uh, if you can beat, cancer. insert name, yeah, if you can beat cancer, you can beat, insert name. And especially right. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin Stefanski's coming. He, is he? Is he? <laughs> Stefanski's getting a rematch with Mike Tomlin, who he already lost to. So. Rematches make, make you better. He's learned. He's learned. Sometimes. He's learned to not, uh, not to take it to court. <laughs> not, not no, at all. No, he took it to the right court this time. Well, <clears throat> well, we will Never see mind. what happens uh, uh, in the next episode with that one. Uh, but for right now, the current winners are Dan Campbell, Ron Rivera, and Mike Vrabel, Arthur Smith. We still have uh, God, now Bill Belichick, D'Amico Ryan's. Tomlin, Stefanski, Carol, Sala, and then I think the the match that we all might be waiting for is how uh, Andy Reid and Mike McCarthy play out. And I can will... yeah a lot of oh I, okay no ahead. I see what I'm doing okay hell yeah yeah because well, yeah. like you you and I both still boy, have our our rewind uh so we your can... boy could hit the final four. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm cooking. I'm cooking. I'm cooking for the future here. Yeah, it it really depends how uh, what your agenda is, and, and also if I'm on board with said agenda because we both still have our rewinds. Patrick already gave his up on the uh, on the who, what? Who did you give yours up on? Uh, I think I use it to to get Vrabel ahead of Demico Ryan's. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, yeah, uh, so. The the bracket can still uh, become very chaotic, uh, depending on uh, what we're trying to cook over here. I just got to get Pete Carroll to the final match, and then I'm going to turn him into just a version of Perfect Cell. <laughs> it's going to be uh, tough. It, 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 it is. He's got the hardest route, but I mean, that's what, that's what makes him truly the GOAT. Okay. Okay, Kevin Durant. They don't. They don't. Look. One time, a three seed in the Western Conference overcame a lot to win a title. <laughs> hey, He's playing know. the Portland Trailblazers right now. Next, next round, it's the Lakers. Might be the Thunder after that. 
And the heatles after, you never know. Right. Yo, uh I think I think oh, this concludes the call, Blaze. I think this concludes the, uh, the the head coach fight club for this week. Because I, I, I need to ask Beth Gee a basketball question. That concludes part one of episode 19 of Pass the Rock. Don't forget to join us in part two to get the finals NBA coverage from Jacob White Chocolate Pepke himself. This is Pass the Rock.